This is episode 244, How You Can Get Back Time. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 244. As always, thank you for tuning into this episode. I know how valuable your time is, as we're kind of talking about in this episode today, so thank you for using a little bit of it to tune into this episode. And in on the topic of time, time is the most important asset that we have. It's the asset that we all have equal amounts of, regardless of location, income, race, gender. I think time represents true equality. If there's, and, and if there is a meaning to life, in my view, I'm not, a, I'm not a religious person, but if there is a meaning to life, it is to just use your time as best you can, however you choose to define that. Now, let's be realistic. You can't really get back time and save it for later, you know, time is always ticking. You can only get back time and put it to use on other things. You know, there are 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks in a year. And some of this time you'll put to good use and some of it will go to waste. So when I say, how can you get back some time? What I really mean is how can I get back time from wasteful activities and put it to better use, uh, better use being, you know, whatever it is you're working on, whatever your goals are, whatever your desired outcome is, whatever a good use of time means to you, we want to get back time to put into those things. So that's what we're talking about today. If you want to uh, access the show notes for this episode and get access to any links, I'm, I've shared a couple of links, uh, you'll find that at paulminers.com slash 244. So to start with, when we're sort of uh, troubleshooting this problem, you need to have a good understanding of where your time is currently being spent. So whether you use time tracking tools or even just by looking at your calendar, what you're really trying to determine is what am I spending time on that's getting me closer to my desired outcomes? How can I do more of those things? And what am I spending time on that's not helping me or taking me further from my desired outcomes? And we obviously want to do less of those. And what's I think really um, exciting is that you can ask these questions within the context of either your work, uh, like me as a business owner, my business, or you can apply this to your personal life as well. Time doesn't care if you're working or relaxing. Every second of the day, our time is slowly ticking away and we'll never get that back. So to get back time from wasteful activities and put them to use on uh, more useful uh, things that are more worth our time, there are three things, or excuse me, four things actually that we can do. The first is to eliminate. And this is maybe the most obvious thing you can do is just simply to not do that thing anymore. You know, this is my favorite way to be more productive is to do less, is to find things that you're currently doing and stop doing them great way to be more productive. So for example, a few years ago, I offered MailChimp support as a, a service, but I found that the MailChimp projects I was doing were a lot more time consuming for the same, roughly the same financial return. And I realized that if I simply stopped offering this as a service, more of my time could be put towards other services that yielded a greater return. 
And so by actually eliminating an entire service that we offer, uh, that I offered at the time, I was able to get back time and put it towards other services that were a, a much better use of time. Um, so it was, a, it, it was a bit of a scary move at the time. It was, I wasn't sure if it was going to be the right thing, but um, it, it, it was. It was a, a great decision. And so elimination, stopping doing things, removing things from your uh, week, you know, things that you currently spend time on, should always be the preferred option. You know, unfortunately, though, we can't eliminate everything that we do. There are always going to be things that you have to do, which is why the next thing, if you can't eliminate something, the next thing you can do is to try and streamline or simplify that task. So streamlining, this is about taking the things that you have to do, in other words, they can't be eliminated, and streamlining the process to, to, so that they take less time. Because why spend an hour doing something that can be done in 30 minutes? You know, well, let's find a more efficient way to do this. An example, let's use a personal example uh, from my personal life. My wife and I, we hate doing the grocery shopping. Uh, you have to drive to the supermarket, you have to find parking, you have to walk around the store and find everything you need. And for me, inevitably, I end up doing about three laps of the, st of the store to find everything. I'm, I'm pretty bad at the supermarket. Uh, you then have to pay, you pack the car, you drive home. It is a huge waste of time, but we have to do it. We need food. So we find it a lot quicker to order our groceries online. Sometimes this means we don't get everything we want. Uh, if items are out of stock or if we forget something, Haley, my wife in particular, she, she sometimes likes going to the supermarket so that she can see what's on the shelf and, and, and not forget things. I, 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 uh, I don't enjoy going to the supermarket. But anyway, by streamlining the process, by, by ordering online, we can take a process and cut a one to two hour activity down to around 15 minutes. You know, by ordering via an app, having somebody else go and pick and pack the groceries, bring them to the door, we just unpack the bags. That is a, that is a great trade, if you ask me. Even sometimes there's a five or $10 or, uh, delivery fee, I think it's about $10. Man, $10 to get back two hours, I will make that trade all day. And in my business as well, we use a lot of checklists. I have checklists uh, for doing different parts of my work um, because it's easier and quicker to have a checklist where I can just follow the steps every single time rather than having trying uh, to try and remember, how did I do this last time? You know, what's the process? I have to look back at my work or um, try and remember what are the steps. We just have a checklist. We've streamlined the process, follow this checklist. We can be consistent and efficient every single time. So streamlining is about taking the things you need to do and making the process more efficient. But even better than this is automating your tasks so that you don't even have to do them. That's the dream, really, is the stuff that's left, how can we automate this? Now, firstly, there's no point automating a process that doesn't need to be done. That's why we start with elimination. And there's no point automating something until it's been simplified first. So that's the streamlining. So once you've identified work that can be automated, and ideally you've streamlined the process, this is where we can really start to get back some time. And tools like Zapier, Hazel, Text Expander, who's actually a sponsor today, Alfred, Keyboard Maestro, these allow me to do things without actually using any of my time to do them. For example, when a new lead inquires to work with me, they book via uh, they book a call via Calendly on my website. So I have Calendly set up. That's great. That's that actually saves a lot of back and forth email. Zapier then sees the booking. It takes the information, adds it to PipeDrive, which is where I manage my leads. 
It also updates my email provider, ConvertKit, and it sends out, an, this triggers an automated email response with next steps and a bit of a, an introduction. And finally, tasks then assigned to me, assigned to my assistant who confirms the appointment. And so this saves me a good, you know, couple of minutes probably for every lead that, that I get. And if I multiply that out by 20 to 30 leads a month and 12 months a year, you know, we're really starting to see some, some real time savings by using automation. I use Hazel to automatically save and file all of the invoices and receipts that I receive. So everything's named correctly, put in the correct folder. So I've got all my uh, paperwork nicely sorted. I've actually got a link on, in the show notes today if you want to kind of copy that process uh, and use Hazel on the Mac to streamline some document storage. I've, I've got an article about that. Um, so automation has allowed me to get back time that can now be used to increase our capacity and uh, grow the business. Unfortunately, though, not everything can be automated. Some things just need a human touch. But even then, there is one more option we can use, which is outsourcing. And so by outsourcing part of your work, you can get time back by having other people do the heavy lifting for you. So here are a few things that I outsource. Uh, accounting, this is probably the very first thing I outsourced is, is my accounting. I have an accountant who prepares our financial statements and does tax returns for me. Not only is this something I just do not want to do, I wouldn't even know where to start. So that's a huge help. Also admin and content work. Uh, I've been working with a virtual assistant for a few years uh, and now I just, I just wouldn't go back. Uh, my VA, Judy, helps to prepare, uh, or she does some daily admin tasks related to the business, but she also helps to prepare blog posts, podcasts like this one, and videos for publishing. Uh, I used to do this all myself, but by creating an easy to follow process, and that's the streamlining that we're talking about, well, you know, we have a checklist, every blog post, every podcast, there's different checklists for the content. She follows the checklist. So I'm actually doing streamlining and outsourcing here. Uh, and so she can do that for me. Um, so I, I just have to record, I provide her with the files. Judy is then gonna go and get this ready for, pub for publishing. And then finally, contract work. Uh, in the last uh, couple of years, I've onboarded a few contractors who help me to service clients. I have a full-time automation expert, Warwick, who does all of the Zapier and automation work for our clients. I also have now a few Asana and Pipedrive experts that my clients can book coaching calls with. Because as I've grown, I've realized I was, I was becoming the bottleneck and I can't be the one to help everyone. If I want to grow and, and service the, the people who are inquiring, I was really getting um, you know, booked up weeks in advance, which wasn't great for my clients. And so using contractors helps me to service clients in less time, which they love, and it increases our capacity. And on this outsourcing topic, I appreciate that outsourcing isn't an option for everyone. If you are starting a new business or you have a full-time job, maybe this isn't an option yet. But it's a great goal to aim for. You know, when I first started my business, I did everything myself. But after a few years of growing my income, I was able to afford some outside help. And so I was gradually able to bring in uh, outside help to help, uh, help me get back some of this time. And in the 4-Hour Workweek, author Tim Ferriss, he talks about how even full-time salaried employees can use a VA to do parts of their job. You know, executives, uh, executives have usually have assistants, so why can't you? You know, if you are a full-time salaried employee, there's probably parts of your job you could easily um, outsource to a VA who can do some of that heavy lifting for you. I mean, yes, you, you might have to sacrifice a little bit of income. There's a, there's a cost associated with that. 
but VAs can be very affordable and uh, it's trade that may well be worth making if it helps you get back some time. And again, I just want to reiterate, when exploring these options, it is important to approach things in the order that I've addressed them today. There's no point outsourcing something that can be automated. And you shouldn't automate something before it's been streamlined. And you shouldn't do any of these things if the work can be eliminated. So that's why we eliminate, we streamline, we automate, and outsource. And so all the work that you do, that I do, I'm always looking at through this lens of how do I need to do this? Can I simplify it? Is it possible to automate? Or can I get somebody else to do this for me? And so the, these four things, these four, I guess, uh, mindset, these different ways of thinking help me to get back some time so I can focus more of my time on the things that only I can do. That's really what you want to be doing is putting your time into things that only you can do. That, I think, is a much better use of time. So if you have any thoughts, feedback, comments on this episode, please head on over to my show notes, paulminers.com slash 244. You can leave me a comment and reach out to me there. One more time, thank you for your time today, uh, for listening to this episode. I appreciate you, and uh, I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com slash VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.